Hello and welcome to another episode of The Awakener. And today, I wanted to focus on a state that's nearing depressive state, but not really being depressed. And a lot of people, after hearing or listening to previous podcast episodes, have asked me how they could overcome states when they would experience an extended sadness. You see, when we talk about joy and depression, for example, these are states in the opposite sides of the pole. When you talk about joy, when you celebrate every little thing and it just makes your heart bounce. And then you talk about weighty things, huge things, but don't mean anything to you because you are just feeling a state of extended sadness. These are really just, you know, poles apart in terms of your reaction to certain events. And for today, I think I want to focus more on the in-between state. It's the state that I call just not happy state and how we could overcome it and how we could actually bring our bodies again into a little bit of a feeling of curiosity or learning so that we could be joyful again. I want to share with you a story that I did in my one-on-one session with a person who is at the brink of suicide. And she's about 25 years old and she didn't come to me voluntarily. Her mother forced her to come to me. And she came to me and her hands were crossed and she was rolling her eyes. And she looked at me angry and she said, Cherry, if you're here to teach me to have a goal, you're just wasting my time. Because my goal right now is to survive my next five minutes with you. I don't have a goal for the future. My goal is just to survive. And so we talked. I just listened to her. She talked a lot. And I asked her, where do you want to be? And she looked around my office. And she saw this painting that was done by my nephew. And she pointed at that painting and she said, I want to be there. And so I told her, why don't I bring you there? So to try and catalyze imagination and bring it to the present. So I asked her to close her eyes and we went through maybe five to ten minutes of just quiet time and my voice bringing her to this place. And I saw that the resistance softened and in the middle of my talk, she was starting to tear up and she cried. And when she opened her eyes, she looked at me and she said, Cherry, I now have hope. I now have hope. What happened between the time, 15, 30 minutes ago, when she was so sure she wanted to die, to the time that she found hope? It was really just legitimizing her feelings and telling her, it is okay to stay there and perhaps through her own inner resources, find better states. And our role is to try and put the resources as close as possible to their eyes through submodalities, through visualizations, through distortions of their perceived beliefs, we could be able to do that. And hence, I'd like to share that in my experience as an NLP practitioner in Asia, I have seen so many miracles happen. And thank you so much to the community of NLP and to the tools that NLP taught me. I'm able to help bring some of the tools to people who are lost and are needing to find their way up again so that they could see more possibilities. When people are wanting to go peak performance, there are four ways to do that. There are four ways to bring an organization to its peak. The first one is to try and let them remember again their passion and why they are motivated. If an organization and a person is not motivated, the person cannot get to peak state. 
because the future or what's in front of them is too clouded and too dirty with negative emotions. And if you want to motivate a group, we need to show them autonomy. How can you be an expert in something? Passion, all of these things need to be recovered. From motivation to try and help them to learn something from whatever it is that the crisis is showing up in their faces and then to start creating things. When human beings cannot create, they don't feel their best versions. When they are just riding and coasting along, they don't feel their best version. But when human beings are creating, they will reach at the top of their performance and they will be at flow state. Flow, and we want to be there. To be at flow, not to think about how to win, not to think about how to succeed, not to memorize the steps, but to just be at flow. It's like a dance that begins with motivation, then learning, then creating, then flowing. And this is all biology. It is not a function of your personality. The extroverts, the introverts, this is not a fight between your extrovert energy or your introvert energy or whether you have charisma or not. If we want to be successful, it's all biology. To keep trying, to keep inviting the right hormones, to keep inviting the right energies that's going to allow us to be at low state and then to allow us to transform. We are able to transform the impossible to try and make it possible. And possible for some others who have recovered from a crisis, possible for us, possible for me, possible for you, possible for one group, possible for the entire group. Because impossible really just means extreme innovation, to try and innovate and reinvent who we are as leaders, to try and learn new skills so that we could be motivated, we could learn ourselves, we could throw away the obsolete skills that no longer help us, and so that you will have space. We will have space for new skills to try and innovate so that we could be possible again. And this step here, this step from motivation to flow, reminds me of two words. Fierceness. Learning, creating, learning, creating, making mistakes, right? Of failing. And then motivating ourselves again. It's like a tedious cycle. And then out of that fierceness, when we reach a state of flow, we are able to reach our graceful state, a state of grace. So there you have it, my friends, simple ways to access that in-between state so that we are not feeling just not happy, but we are feeling just not sad. And perhaps you could go to the better state after that. You see, a lot of us are hurrying too much grace and flow and, you know, being at autopilot joyful state when there is a prerequisite state and it's tedious and it's difficult, it's repetitive, it's that state of repeating motivation every day as we wake up, the state of learning and being an empty state so that we could feed our bodies and our souls and our minds with new learnings every day, that state of creating. So find ways. What is it that I can create right now? Is there a new hobby I can learn? Is there a new book I can read? Is there a new reason I should wake up to every morning is there anything I will be grateful for for today and to look forward for today? So many things that we could interrupt our pattern with so that we don't have to feel just not so happy all the time. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed another episode of The Awakener. And remember, if we want change, the sleeper must awaken. In order for us to experience change, we must have our entire bodies and our entire spirits open to new possibilities. I'll see you again in the next episode of The Awakener. In the meantime, Godspeed, God thoughts, and a lot of God spark.